0: Up Nation, are you looking for a way to become an ASSE Certified Legionella Water Safety and Management Specialist? Well, if you're thinking about getting that certification, a class that you should consider is Special Pathogens Laboratory ASSE 12080 Preparatory Course. This is put on by the experts of Special Pathogens Laboratory and IATMO. It is a virtual interactive class that includes a team of seasoned experts. This team of teaching experts will let you know what you need to know from their firsthand experience. I recently had the opportunity to take this class and I was so impressed. It's led by Dr. Janet Stout and when I talk about a team of experts and all their first hand information, I just got so much information from all the things that they have been doing for years. So if you're looking for a course where you can sit in and go ahead and get it done over a three day period, this is the course for you. They've already trained over 400 professionals and have one of the highest pass rates in the industry. Their next class is January 9th through 11th. And what a great way to start off the new year with a brand new shiny certification for yourself. To find out more, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash special. Once again, that's scalinguph2o.com forward slash special. Welcome to Scaling Up H2O, the podcast where we scale up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. My name is Trace Blackmore. I get to host this podcast called Scaling Up H2O. It's the best job in the world. Thank you for everybody out there in the Scaling Up Nation for allowing me to have it. And happy World Kindness Day. Well, two days early. So if you have not prepared to be kind to everybody in the world, start doing that two days from now. And hopefully we do that each and every day. I'm going to introduce my guest in a second. She's going to help us with being kind to everybody. But let's face it, that's our duty. If we're kind to everybody, everything else just works out. And nothing good has ever happened when you were unkind to somebody. So just think about that. Nation, a few things about World Kindness Day It's to help promote the importance of how we should be being kind to each other and ourselves. The purpose of the day is to help everyone understand that kindness builds us all up. It binds us all together. And this understanding helps us power the bridge between whatever we think we can't connect to something we can I mean, think of all the arguments that you've had with somebody, all the disagreements. The fact of the matter is you agree with more of what that person thinks than you know, and we have more similarities than we do differences. However, in the heat of the moment, we can only see that one thing that's polarizing us. But if we were to train ourselves to not react, but rather ask more questions, I guarantee you will find out that that person is closer to saying the exact same thing you are than you thought. We have more in common than we do differences. And when we open up dialogue and we ask questions and we want to know more, we are able to see that. Our job is to build others up according to those needs and help those who listen. Just imagine if that was a mission statement that whatever words that came out of our mouths, we were going to choose kindness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to introduce my next guest, and we have had her on twice before. Our guest is Kathleen Edelman. She is a communications coach, and she is phenomenal. I say she's phenomenal because I've always had a great relationship with my lovely bride, Stacey. However, she changed everything, and I realized that I spoke a language and so did stacy and we didn't always get the proper translation kathleen gave us both the tools to help understand ourselves first and then we were able to understand others but more importantly we were able to choose the kind words to build the other up and nation i use this in every relationship that i have, and I could not think of a better guest to bring on to talk about all the things that we can do to help promote kind words being two days before World Kindness Day. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathleen Edelman. scaling up nation i am so excited today i am here with a returning lab partner kathleen edelman kathleen so excited to have you on the scaling up h2o podcast again
1: you know i love to do your podcast you're one of my favorites and thanks for having me again and i love the topic for today
0: well we're talking all about kindness And uh, we're going to get to all of that, but I want you to know that the Scaling Up Nation loves what you have brought to us. I have received so many comments that the work that you do has changed so many people's ability to give kind words to other people, and I myself am
1: included in that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it because I tell people the day that I stop hearing the aha moments, Trace, or the day that I retire, and I still hear them daily.
0: I'm pretty sure I shared with you that when I was introduced to you, I was invited to an event at our church that I didn't want to go to, <laughs> and uh, my first inclination was to to say no because I was having a bad day. My lovely bride, Stacey, we had a disagreement, and because I said this, and she heard that. That's right. I I remember, and I don't tell a lot of people this, but I want to tell you, I am going to tell the Scaling Up Nation this, Uh that I remember showering after that conversation, and I I was crying, and I'm a red, and I was crying because I could not understand how we got to where we got to in the conversation because I had love in my heart, but it was not received as love at all. And then a friend of mine, Jody, invited me to hear your content. Uh, He didn't tell me it was your content. And I knew I needed to go and do something that was more healthy instead of just wallowing and how upset that I was. So I agreed reluctantly to go. And that's where I was introduced to your comment. I have no doubt in my mind that that was destined to what I needed to do at that very moment in time. And it changed everything, at a moment in time that I was so ready to hear it.
1: Well, you've heard me say on stage, because I know you've come to see stuff and to learn, which I love learners, is that even with your listeners today, if it's the first time they've heard my voice, if it's the first time they've heard about this content of communication and temperaments, it is because today's the day they're supposed to hear it. Just like that day was the day that your heart and mind were ready to receive it. Any other time, it wouldn't have worked. I mean, it your body, it just wouldn't have worked. You would have went like, mm, and went on. But today is the day that if your listeners are listening, welcome, because your life's going to get changed today. Because once you hear what you've heard, you can't unhear it. So you literally would have to make a choice to be unkind or unhealthy. So...
0: I love that it, it is. It is a choice, and we have a duty to build each other up according to their needs and those who listen. But you've created handles around that, so we actually know how to do it.
1: Exactly, and remember the thing. I think that at the beginning, people I what I hear back is, you know, they always want to change the other person. Like you thought it was something your wife did that day, right? And how? Could of course, you of course. But the one thing, and we have to talk about temperaments, but the one thing that all the temperaments share, Chase, is selfishness. And as long as we stay there, you're going to have terrible communication, conflict, no resolution. But when we can move from selfishness to servitude, everything changes. And that's even being a servant to yourself. Like, are you being kind to yourself? You know, that's where it starts.
0: Kathleen, we were joking before we started recording, but we have uh, a son, Hayden, that is a very high yellow. As a red, I just don't understand, but I do because I know his needs, and I know that he's focused on people where I'm focused on getting the task done, and why isn't he more organized? Well, he's not wired that way. I have got instant grace because I understand this language.
1: Absolutely, and that's exactly what it does. Exactly that instant grace, your ability, especially for you as a red, but all temperaments, it creates that space to have a pause and that pause moves you to servitude instead of selfishness.
0: You taught my, my bride, Stacy and I, the word pause, uh, as we were meeting together. And that has changed our conversations that, well, that has changed the conversations that go awry. We now have a, a, a code word where mm-hmm. I said this, you heard that. As soon as one of us realized that we're getting out of sync with each other, the, uh, someone says pause. And we immediately snap out of it and we talk about, okay, what did you actually say? Where were you coming from? And we get out of you're not understanding me to how do I understand you? It has been the best advice anybody has ever given us throughout our entire marriage.
1: Yeah. Because the pause, you know, reds and yellows immediately think, well, you're talking about me because they're so outward. They're, ex- they're extroverts, right? Thoughts and emotions immediately outward. What it does only for you, for the red and yellows, is it gives you that filter time. And then they go, well, blues and greens, you're easy at the pause. No, we're really not. The pause for the blues and the greens is that ability to pause so we can process because remember, our thoughts and emotions go inward. So we're not always ready to have the quick answer. You know, So we, that pause gives us the opportunity also to process what's going on. And then you know, I've told you a lot of times, what part did I play and what could I have said or done differently? You know, What part did I play in this conflict and what could I have said or done differently? Because there's only one reason, one, that there's conflict ever. And it's because somebody's not getting their way period. Let's not make it more complicated than it is. For today, I would love your listeners, if they have conflict, to pause and ask that question. Who here is not getting their way? That's what's causing the conflict.
0: Such great advice. Well, Kathleen, in two days from now, it's going to be World Kindness Day. What does that mean to you?
1: You know, I hope it means what my heart hope it means, and that is that people just don't blow by that word. You know, we have a tendency, and if you're reading scripture or a book, to just whip by words, thinking you know what the next sentence is or the next thing. And there, and you and I know there's been a lot of talk about kindness. So my first thought is, I hope that it isn't diluted, that people really embrace what this truly means because it is one of the most important things that I base my whole mission on is kind words because within kind words comes kind behavior and then now we're treating people as if they're people they're, they're this is a person to be loved and understood right so i really hope that it doesn't become just, a you know, one of those holidays, you know, because everybody's wearing kind t-shirts, you know, that, that would be a loss to me.
0: I know your mission is for everybody to know that kind words are cool absolutely. My kind words are different from your kind words. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have a, another podcast where we're explaining the basics of the temperaments because nation, if, if you want that, we've got that. So we've got part one, episode 117. And then Kathleen was so kind to come back and do the 2.0 episode on 179. By the way, on 179, Kathleen, You've said this, but I never heard it until you said it on this episode, and I got goosebumps. You can't see that on the podcast, but you told me it was my responsibility for me to get my needs or for me to realize if somebody else wasn't giving them to me, it wasn't their responsibility. It was my responsibility to choose kindness. I heard it, but I didn't understand it until you told me that. And that was just amazing. I I wish I could show the goosebumps I got when when I heard that. That was really when I truly understood the message you were trying to convey. So total segue, total tangent, but I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, Nation, that was in 179. But I wanna pick up from that because we're talking about being kind. We're talking about kind words. And your kind words or the words you need to hear are different from the kind words that I need to hear. So how do we help the Scaling Up Nation with that?
1: Well, you, ha- you do have to know the foundation of the temperaments.
0: And you're free to discuss whatever you like around that.
1: Yeah. And, and again, the temperaments are, you know, there's two extroverts, yellow and red, introverts, blue and green. Then there's task-oriented people and people-oriented people. So the tasks are the red and the blue, and the people are the yellow and green. That's the very basis right there. But as you learn temperaments, it's almost like if you think in your mind layers. Okay, that's the first layer. Then it's the strengths and weakness layer. Each temperament has their own set of strengths and weaknesses, which leads to the understanding that each temperament has their own language they speak their own words, and they hear their own words, okay? Then a very important layer that separates me from everybody else is the innate needs layer. And that's what you just brought up. You know, in the 179, we talked about you cannot depend on other people to fill your innate needs. You first and foremost have to understand your wiring. I have to understand that safety, sensitivity, support, and space and silence as a blue, I'm trying to fill every day. I've been trying to fill that my whole life because that's my wiring. I cannot depend on my husband to fill those or my children because I have to remember in order to be a better friend to you, I cannot give what I don't have. So I have to fill my own love tank so that when i see you i can have something to give you now if my husband fills them we are married that's how he honors god that's icing on the cake children sprinkles on the icing but i could be in this world alone and i still have a job to do right so that's where that communication is so important with kind words is when when my love tank is full and then i have lunch with you and I understand loyalty, sense of control, appreciation, and credit for work, which are your trace innate needs, I can pick words that fill those innate needs, which is exactly what we talked about. I have to let words out that fill according to your needs and build you up. So the words that build me up fall within my strengths and in my innate needs, the words that build you up fall within your strengths and your innate needs. So I'm literally, and you're your listeners, you're learning how to speak another language. Because if I listen to understand, I'm going to be able to identify your temperament. And now I want to use words that you can hear so that we eliminate any gray area. Because remember what we just said, Most conflict is because somebody's not getting their way, either they're not heard or, you know, whatever the situation that eliminates that gray area. If I can speak so that you can hear me and it goes right into your innate needs, it's going to change every conversation.
0: Kathleen, so many times we're just thinking of how I'm going to communicate what I need to say to you, but now I need to consider how you're going to hear it. How do you coach people to get to that?
1: They have to really, truly understand the art of communication too. Most communication is not intentional. It's unintentional because the person is just speaking out of their language. But if you want to be kinder to me in your communication, you are going to pause and you are going to practice words that I speak and that fill my innate needs. Because at that point I can hear it. If you came in to me and said, hey, I really admire that that goal you did, you got it done right away. That was unbelievably brave. Okay. Sounds nice, but that's a completely red sentence. So I'm as a blue trying to decipher exactly what you meant by that. Because those aren't words that I would use. And you know, and, and the topic is kindness. You have to practice. I am not a rocket scientist by any stretch of imagination. I'm sure that's on the other episodes. The only reason I'm fluent in the other temperaments is because I talk about temperaments and communication every single day. If I spoke Spanish or French or Italian as much as I talk about temperaments, I would also be fluent in those languages. So when I came across somebody that spoke French, and I could fluently speak French, how is that going to make that person feel? Understood, right? The temperaments kind of run in that same circle. If I come across a yellow and I can speak yellow, I don't become yellow, but I can speak yellow, I am being kinder to that person. One of your questions to me was, what does kindness have to do with communication? I think it has everything to do with it. I think you have to understand the power of words. And that each word that you choose, every word you use is a word you choose, is either going to tear down or build up, is either going to give life or it's going to be death. So choose kindness, choose words that fit that temperament. It has everything to do with communication.
0: Kathleen, I've heard you say that phrase before, and I want to underscore it. I'd like for you to repeat it. Well, I'm going to repeat it to get you to repeat it. But the words you choose are the words you use. That's so powerful.
1: Yeah, it is because nobody's telling you what to say. So you're choosing the words that you use every single day. And people want to go, well, I was busy and I didn't realize. I mean, then the world starts pressing in and what everybody does within their own temperament, they will blame well, I was busy, or I didn't know, or whatever the- That's
0: not just a red trait?
1: No, <laughs> that's not just a red trait. I For a blue, I was overwhelmed, or I was interrupted, or the yellow, I didn't know, or the you know the green, you didn't give me all the information. I mean, you can go right down the weakness chart of every temperament and find the excuses, but there is no excuse to me to be unkind to another person, especially when you're talking about words. Nobody can tell me- Give me one scenario where using unkind words is a benefit. I've done this for too long, 35 years. There just isn't a scenario where it works. Even for a strong red, Trace, right, you are going to be, and and you and I have talked about this in exhaustion, a red in their strengths is truly a dynamic leader worth following. Your listeners are extremely lucky that they're talking with you that's a healthy red. There you go. It puts you either as the healthy red dynamic leader worth following or the bully on the playground. You're going to have many more people follow a red that's a dynamic leader worth following or you're going to get somebody who's they're following out of fear. How is that going to ever be productive?
0: it never is productive and i can i can force people with a very strong tone and loud volume that the path of least resistance is just hey i'm going to do what he says but they're not going to enjoy doing it and they're definitely not going to include me in their thoughts as they do it so we could collaborate together and i guess that brings me to my next question so so many of our listeners are in business And many of our listeners have brought this to their business. And and that was the comment that I made at the top of the show where I've gotten so much feedback of how it's changed, how they communicate with their team, with their family, with every relationship that they have. My question for you is... How have you seen this used in business? And if somebody's just listening today and they want to start something, they want kinder words, they want better understandings of all the relationships of the people that they have within their team, what's something they can do to start?
1: So absolutely fabulous question. And the question, again, is so perfect for the time that we're in because I work with a lot of corporations. And all the other personality assessments tell you about you, right? And they're telling you if you're a high I or a high D or you're an 8 or a 2, this is how you present yourself. And when you are, you know, working in your strengths or this is what you need, then you can create a positive atmosphere, There is a huge, huge difference, Trace, between positive thinking and kindness, two totally different things. I want people to be not only kind to others, but kind to themselves. And how they can start doing that is truly understanding the power of words. And are they, again, lifting up or tearing down? Are they positive or negative? But we have to understand this new thing about, think. it's not a new thing, positive thinking has been around, but right now with mindfulness and everything and wellness in the school systems, we're hearing a lot of the word positive thinking and kind of mixed up with kindness. Well, first of all, we have to understand that within positive thinking, you have to understand that it's not just simply staying positive and believing in your dreams and good things are going to come your way. No. If we stay there, you're using the value of support. You're using the value of learning a lesson. You're losing the value of emotion or feeling, right? So first thing we have to do is we have to understand positive thinking just means it's your approach to unpleasantness you want to be in a more positive or productive way of thinking. Positive thinking often starts with self talk, which you know I talk about all the time. So, self talk is an endless stream of unspoken thoughts that run through your head. That's what self talk is. Okay. We want to understand this is how we want to think of positive thinking. Positive thinking starts with self talk and some of your self talk comes from logic or reason. Other self talk arises from information or it's created from the lack of information, right? So we have to think about okay, what are we saying to ourselves? We have to think about what are the words that we're talking to ourselves and are we talking negative? How do we know we're talking negative? Well, are you filtering out things? Are you like filtering out all the good and only focusing on the negative? Are you personalizing things? You know, when something bad occurs, you're blaming yourself or or somebody else. Are you magnifying? Are you making big deals out of minor problems? Is it perfectionism? You know, are you making impossible standards for other people? So this is positive. This is what is positive thinking, self talk, negative, positive. That is not kindness. Kindness is behavior. Kindness, the art of kindness, means harboring a spirit of helpfulness. It's being generous, it's being considerate. This is, you've heard me say this, it's doing things without expectation, doing things pure hearted without expectation. Kindness is a quality of being. It's an act of giving kindness to another person. It's positive. It's healthy. Do you see the difference? Positive thinking can lead to the behavior of kindness. That's why when I teach temperaments, I say, we've got to learn to stay in our strengths we've got to learn to first speak kind words to ourselves because just like i said a few minutes ago you can't give what you don't have so if you're not building yourself up and your innate needs through kind words coming from positive thoughts it's in, it's going to be impossible to to have the behavior of kindness
0: a question i can see people having You know, I've had a lifetime of thinking the way that I think right now. And what you says makes total sense. And I wish I could remember where I read it. But I recently read something that the thoughts, the self-talk that we have, they didn't use that language, that's your language, is 90% more negative than it is positive. And we tend to talk to ourselves in the negative. Oh, you idiot. Why didn't you do it this way? So my question is how do we start programming our self-talk so we can out of our self-talk give others what we now do have.
1: Yes, great question because that's one of the questions I literally get first. Well, how do I stay in my strengths? And here's a very interesting thing too. When I work with children, children always go to their strengths first. When they come in my office and they they see the chart They immediately look at their strengths. Yeah, I'm a good leader. Yeah, I'm really thoughtful. I wrote my mom a really good Mother's Day card. Okay, you know why? They're not tainted of the world. They're so pure in their temperament, right? You and I are tainted. The world has told us, you're bossy. Or Kathleen, you're too sensitive, right? You're um, too obnoxious. You're too this, you're too that. Why can't you be like that? Or why can't you be that? So one of my very first activities that will help your listeners, and I'm sure they've heard this before, but it works, is once you understand your temperament, you have to apply what you've learned. So if I have a tendency to be stubborn or I have a tendency to be critical or judgmental because I'm a blue, that's how I'm wired. I have to do the pause and I have to say to myself, what does this circumstance require of me selflessly? And what I find when I ask that is, oh, this circumstance requires me to be more thoughtful. It requires me to be more logical. It requires me to be more empathetic. All the things that are on my strengths list. Again, my choice. It's my choice to be kind to myself. That's where my strengths are. And when I'm over here constantly picking, I have a tendency to, but I'm going to choose. Now I'm living out of my strengths. And as I live out of my strengths, I change the way I talk to myself because I am wired for compassion. I'm wired for organization. I'm wired to think logically. Why would I not exercise those muscles more than? moody, critical, skeptical. If you're exercising the weakness muscle, a lot of times it's out of protection. Even for a red, if you're being bossy and impatient and arrogant, there is something there you're protecting yourself from, whether you want to admit it or not, right? You're over there because if you were over here, maybe you wouldn't get what you wanted. Maybe, you know, it wouldn't turn out exactly. Maybe somebody else would get the recognition. And see, that's where that selfishness comes in. So, kindness, you know, it's proven once you speak more kind to yourself, it increases self esteem, it increases empathy, it increases, you know, compassion, it improves your mood, it helps your blood pressure, (laughs) it helps your stress hormones. I mean, it helps everything. And kindness also helps connect with other people it directly impacts another person even if it's just a smile or it's just a look that can even be exactly what that person needed that day
0: again great advice uh, a couple of years ago a matter of fact it was during the pandemic i was seeing the entire world negatively Uh, my my business just changed overnight as everybody's did. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: how am I going to make sure that my team members have a job? How am I going to make sure that we service our customers? And it just consumed me and everything that I saw, I painted it negatively. And I chose that I was no longer going to watch the news in the morning. And that was yep. just such a simple thing. And it, w- it changed everything because they were telling me all, if, if it was negative, it was, I guess, uh, infotainment. And I stopped watching the news in the morning. So I now get ready in the bathroom instead of with the television on, I just have some music on. And it's, uh, it's just instrumental music. And I think while I'm doing that, what are three people that I can identify that I can help today? And that was what I replaced with the news. And that was a game changer for me. And people, people came to work and they're like, what, what are you doing? Is there something in the water that you're drinking? Why are you so different? Uh, and it was just yeah. that little simple thing. It was that little tiny domino that got the other ones going.
1: I love that you did that because that kind of goes into what is called the good neighbor policy or the good friend policy. And it's, would you say or do that to a good friend or a good neighbor? You know, if you wouldn't say it to them, why are you saying it to yourself? Right? But just like people want to go, oh, you know, I'm I don't want to eat those chips, or you know, they're thinking about drinking and eating and how it affects their body. They're not thinking about how information coming in affects your mind. And here's what's baffling to me, maybe it's an age thing, Trace, I'm just gonna say, (laughs) but I'm perplexed at how much people take in information and They don't know the source. They do no research whatsoever on it. And yet they build these strong opinions and a lot of times negatively onto themselves. Like, I should be a certain way. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Why am I not this? Why am I not that? That is absolutely going to break that person because where your focus goes is where energy flows. So if your focus is negative on you, that's where your energy is going to go. And it's going to come out to everybody that you cross paths with. So we really have to think, what am I focusing on? You changed your focus and your energy flow changed. It's that simple.
0: Kathleen, I love
1: the analogy that you
0: teach, just like the airlines say, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help others. Obviously, if I don't have air, I'm not going to be able to help others.
1: Exactly. If I don't
0: understand these things, I don't have it to give to others. That's right. So powerful. I want to share a situation that happened to me a few weeks ago. And I'm kind of curious what I could have done because it it, it it did upset me. so I was in Walmart of all places with uh, with Hayden, and we were getting some school supplies. By the way, the school supply list never ends. There's always something else that they need. I, I don't know how that happens. so we we were getting like item. Twenty on the list after we thought we were done with item 11 so this was the fifth time we were at Walmart and uh, at the customer return center where we were checking out we had a clear view there were two ladies just screaming at each other and Mm -hmm. there was a a flat screen television I'm assuming they were arguing over the television and then there was a manager that came over and he was screaming at both of them and Mm -hmm. it it made me sad It made me sad because there was no kind words there. There was no consideration of the other person. And the other thing that upset me was everybody was crowded around because they were entertained by it and they all had their phones out. Yep. And Hayden started to do that. And I said, no, sir, we are not doing that. Mm -hmm. And we left the store. And he asked me, why are you so upset over that? And I didn't have the exact words to truly allow him to know what I was feeling, but I told him I was saddened that nobody was trying to build the other person up. And that got to a place that it should have never have gotten. And I don't even understand what happened. But I'm curious, you knowing that little bit of the story, what can I do to better that in the situation? Should I have done something to help those individuals? How should I have coached Hayden on what I saw and why it upset me?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a great scenario, and that's that, those are the scenarios I use in my office all the time because it just solidifies what we're talking about, and that is selfishness. What you saw was selfishness. Everybody trying to blame the other person. Right? There was no pausing going on, and all those people probably thought they were right. Right? Most miscommunication isn't intentional. Everybody was just trying to push their point. One thing that I think you took, and and I think you even had me repeat this when we first met and you were in my office, as I said, as soon as you start yelling, the conversation is over. The minute anybody raises their voice, you might as well walk away because whether wherever the dysfunction comes from, and to me, it's just understanding, not understanding the art of communication, That's what was happening there. The dysfunction of bad communication. Here's the problem with that is when it's escalated and when their voices have went up and they're in that selfish mode, you cannot talk to dysfunction. It is extremely difficult to walk into that scenario without a shock value is what it's called like something would have to like make a loud sound or distract the conversation for you to have one little sliver to be able to slip in and put out the fire. Otherwise, anybody who walked up to that is putting gasoline on the fire. It om- you almost have to have it smother itself. Do you see? You c- Now, the people coming around, this saddens me. Instead of coming around in a sense of calmness, like just a calmness of I'm here to help when you're ready, like I- I'm here, we have a society now that cannot wait to put negativity on social media. And then it's going to be like, oh, look at these Karens or look at this. Okay, what is that in turn doing? It's speaking unkind words into your mind just watching the video right? Because then we kind of go into the store expecting that. I, that saddens my heart that we would go into any place and expect that kind of behavior to another human being. So the second part of, could you have done anything? Not without the help of a distraction. You you could not have just walked up and started talking to these people without a whole higher level of communication skills. All anybody could have done at that point was break those people apart, you know, separate them. For Hayden in the car, though, this is a perfect example of how are we going to take what we just saw and learn from it? What did we like about it? What did we not like about it? What would we do if we were in that situation? How would we handle it if someone spoke to us that way? That's what you go through. Because then when he's in a situation at school where someone raises their voice or somebody puts their face in his face, he has something in his satchel that he can draw on. We have a four-second default. If you're not putting things in your satchel to respond to different crisis or trauma or emergencies, you're going to freeze. And it's in that freezing that people kind of sometimes lose their mind. They just, you know, because then the selfish, you're not listening to me. This is my right. This is what I should be getting. Actually, if you went invisible and you went inside those three people, you would literally be hearing the same thing from three different people. It's, it's mind boggling. They're all kind of saying the same thing, but hearing nothing. So I would go through those questions with a, like, what did you see? How do you think you would handle that situation? How does that affect your innate needs? Like, what would you have taken a hit as a yellow? Would it have been acceptance or approval? How would you have leaned into another temperament? Just the whole thing. Just talk about the different languages. Because then the next time he's going to be prepared.
0: So good. So good. And and I'm thinking that I, I... I was so upset by seeing this. I didn't use the opportunity that uh, I could have had with him using that language. I was so upset. I only had tone and volume to give. And I guess that immediately put me in my weaknesses. Exactly. And I I missed an opportunity. So I desperately need to continue to work on myself, as I'm sure we all do.
1: And I'm going to help you right this minute. Your words just now were... I only had tone and volume. Did you only have tone and volume? You presented only tone and volume. True. But you could have chose what? That's what you have to ask yourself.
0: You're right. You're right. There's a whole list of incredible strengths that I
1: have. You have incredible strengths. Incredible strengths. Exactly what made you sad was what made me sad as a child, which propelled me to do what I do for a career. Because exactly what you witnessed, to me, is absolutely unnecessary. In fact, the Dalai Lama says, be kind whenever possible, and it is always possible. I love that. See, we just we just cannot get out of our own way. That's the thing. We just cannot put another person first. I mean, really. Even the kids that did video that and put it up, they're watching to see how many likes they get. it's it's incredible.
0: Kathleen, I thank you. We we always turn the podcast interview into a coaching session for (laughs) me. So thank you for that again.
1: You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Kathleen, let me ask, we're in a, a work person shortage. People are always looking to hire new talent, new team members. And when we do find somebody, how do we make sure that that right person understands that we're the right team? How do we use kind words for them in a hiring process?
1: I love that because I think my business has tripled in the HR field since COVID. And because of this, it's not, again, I love the word kind words. I think we have to understand the broad spectrum of what that means in a business. Does that person feel like for, you know, first of all, I would suggest everybody does a temperament assessment when they're hiring, not a personality assessment, but a temperament assessment right then out of the gate. The person feels like you're asking them to understand them better, right? Then when you create an atmosphere that is safe and where people understand, like a I cannot tell you how many businesses I know that are putting a color under the person's name at their office door. It just allows that the person coming into the office or into the room, just that pause, that almost subconscious pause. Hey, I'm going into an office of a blue person. They do not like to be interrupted. Details are important to them. You know, they're sound sensitive. So I'm going to talk quietly. If your new employee sees that it's a constant daily learning of speaking and understanding other languages, because really what you're doing is you're trying to have that temperament thrive. If you have a green employee and you're showing them harmony and respect and feeling of worth, you're going to have a green employee that's bringing their best because they're going to feel like when i'm at work when i leave it i really feel like they understand me like they're not trying to make me be something i'm not and within that you get the best out of the employee just like when you and i talked marriages when you're we're dating your lovely wife you had your strengths on the table what made you a catch to her right The minute people get married, though, weaknesses start to rear their head and you start to change that person to be more like you. That also happens in the workplace. You think you have a successful business and now you're thinking every employee has to work like you do. It's not going to work that way. You will not be successful trying to make your employees think and talk and produce and work exactly like you do unless you have a whole office of Reds. (laughs) And even with the whole office of Reds, their strengths are going to be different. They're wired for the same strengths, but in their design, different strengths are going to manifest themselves for their success. So just that, just a place where people know that they're heard and they're understood will change your business 1,000%. It's going to change your business 1,000% if your clients feel that way. They'll hang up the phone and go, gosh, there's something about that company. And they, if they know nothing about the temperaments, they really don't know why. But it's because you understood their wiring, right? But remember, I always have to say we never use temperaments as a weapon or an excuse. We're not manipulating these people. We're identifying their temperaments so that we can love them better by using kind words. That's what's going to make your business successful.
0: That's fantastic. I took your advice and everybody here at the company has taken the assessment. When we get a new person coming in on their very first day, they take the assessment and we give them a really brief overview of what the assessment means. But then we give them the assignment. They have to listen to the two podcasts that you and I did together. And then as we're training them through the week, uh, and our first week is not uh, so technical. It's more about how we work as a team together. It's all within their language. The the trainers in my team, they're all coached to know how to speak to a green. By the way, most of the people that work here are greens, which is the <laughs> opposite of red. I think, I think that proves that God has a sense of humor. Uh, exactly. We've got every color here, but more <laughs> greens than anything else. Yeah. And just that advice that you gave me, mm-hmm. We've got such a better team here. We've got a team that when somebody else is dealing with something, whatever it is, they want to help that person. That's right. And people enjoy coming here because we're helping each other with life. We just happen to work together. It it changed everything. Thank you for that.
1: Absolutely. Because here again, there's only four different kinds of temperaments, but we absolutely require all four to be successful. I mean, my strengths aren't your strengths. So when we lean into each other, we become more victorious. I mean, it's just that simple. I might be successful on my own, but if I lean into the strengths of the other temperaments, I'm going to even be more successful. But how do you do that? That's where that humility comes in.
0: Absolutely. Kathleen, let me... Let's end on this because you came up with a new book. And I guess it's not new anymore. It's new-ish.
1: new-ish. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: it is The Grown-Up's Guide to Kids Wiring. Right. And I bought that b- before Hayden came into our lives because you told me, hey, it's a, it, it has kids on the title but it is about humans. So uh, here's some red advice. We need to let people know that this is how to communicate. This is all your knowledge out of your head into book format and everybody needs to own this.
1: I totally agree. And it was a little bit, here's the thing. The first part of that book is set up like I said this, you or that. You can do it as a study in a small group or at your work. There's the free videos. It's exactly set up the same. What I'm finding, Trace, though, is people are not taking advantage of the first part because they're going right to the reference part, which is color-coded. It's 50 pages of my brain dumped on to a book, right? And so all you do is flip, like you would go to the yellow, for Hayden. it's 50 pages of how to understand yellows. What people do not realize is what was said over you as a child, you are carrying into adulthood. So there was something said over an eight-year-old Trace that you are still thinking about now, whether it was good or bad. And unfortunately, a lot of times the things that you carry through life are not good. So you might have heard, as a Red, you might have heard, Trace, why are you so bossy? Why are you always telling people what to do? You know, give somebody else a turn. Okay, all those little statements to an eight-year-old Trace, you are taking into adulthood. So this book, adults think that it's just about understanding kids, but they were kids once. And as they read through this, they are going to identify themselves and they're going to say, wow, you know, I took a hit when I was nine or I, you know, when that coach talked to me like that, now I see how that's affecting me. Or when that teacher said that to me, that really built me up. Or when my parents did this, they I really feel like they didn't understand me because everybody was a kid. So it's a, it's a little bit of a maneuver on my part to understand as an adult, you again, cannot give what you don't have. So as you're teaching and you're understanding children, you absolutely 100% are going to learn yourself. And that was the design of that book.
0: It is fantastic, and it is. uh, I think a lot of people use it where they've done the workbook. I said Mm -hmm. this, you heard that. Mm -hmm. And then you're right. They go straight to the references, the color-coded. By the way, I love how you did that. All the reds are in the red section, the blues are in the blue section. But I had never considered what you just said. And I will tell you, I remember things that my father told me when Mm -hmm. I was young. I remember things that my stepmother told me that still haunt me to this day, that get me into a mindset that gets me in trouble with my marriage. Exactly. Never thought about it that way. And I am one of those people that did not take advantage of the book the way you just described. But next time we get together, I will have a different report for you.
1: Yes. And I hope you do because the adults in the videos represent parents, teachers, coaches, counselors, but they also talk about when they were children. So it's a very dynamic study that we, me and my team, have to be better at marketing it that way because people love the reference part. <laughs> they just do. But I really want them to to take advantage of the first part as well.
0: Kathleen, if people want to find out more about what you do and how you help people, what do you want them to do?
1: Well, they can absolutely go to any of the social media that's run for I said this you heard that. They can contact my assistant, which you can put on your information sheet. Absolutely start with the books. I wish I could talk to everybody personally. I do see some clients, but there's events everywhere. Always, you know, drop in on an event, send in or email a question. I do my best to answer every question still personally. But what I would really encourage people again is do it every single day. I say do it every single day, but I don't want people doing the temperaments. I want you doing it every day so you become the temperaments, that you're so fluent in it that it does not even take thought to speak the other language, that it some comes so naturally to speak kindly to another person, that it is zero effort because it's free. It's a choice, but let's just get really good at it. Kathleen, once
0: again, thank you so much for coming on the Scaling Up H2O podcast. Thank you for all of the wisdom that you've shared with a a lifelong study of how to communicate with people, how to understand people. And uh, happy World Kindness Day.
1: Yay, thank you. And I love that it's world because I literally, Trace, just got two emails that this is being presented in the school systems in South Africa. That's fantastic. So we are going global, just with kind words. Uh, that makes my heart so happy.
0: Nation, it is my hope that you are meeting with people like Kathleen. Maybe you have a coach, maybe you're in a mastermind group are you getting somebody, some people to pour into you so you can process things, so you can use whatever experiences that you are enduring, you can become better from them. You can teach others from them. So whatever that is, I hope you are not doing that alone. I hope you have somebody or a group of people like a mastermind that can help you. If you are thinking about the Rising Tide Mastermind, maybe that's the right group, maybe it's not. But to find out, you can go to risingtidemastermind.team or you can go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind to find out more. But the simple fact is life is too hard to do it alone. I found that out when I was not communicating correctly and I found my way to Kathleen's work. And Kathleen has just been an incredible mentor in guiding me on how to speak the language of all the different temperaments. And Nation, it's so tempting to do another episode to explain the temperaments, but I wanted to bring Kathleen on to talk more about being kind on how we can have a better mindset, how we really could build others up. So if you want to learn more about the temperaments and you should go to episode 117, that's the first time Kathleen came on the show and she taught us everything we needed to know about the basics on temperaments. The next time she came on was episode 179. I, of course, shared with you an epiphany moment that I had on episode 179. So by all means, you want to listen to it just so you can hear the goosebumps that I referred to when I was interviewing Kathleen just a few moments ago. But that was kind of a 2.0. That was like the next level up of what you need to understand with temperaments. And we're going to have all the books on our show notes page. Of course, the workbook is I Said This, You Heard That. It is a fairly simple workbook to work through, but you're going to do a lot of thinking. So even though it's not a lot of work in the workbook, of course, you're going to be filling some things out and answering some questions. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. And if you truly process all of the things in the book, you are going to build that foundation that Kathleen was talking about that allows you to respond better, To that allows you to choose to give kind words. And of course, more information on Kathleen and all of the items that we talked about today are going to be on our show notes page, that's scalinguph2o.com. And we will have all of that for you. I know most of you are driving. So the last thing we want is for you to take your hands off 10 and 2 and go into a ditch. Nobody wants that. We've got all the notes for you. Just simply go to the show notes page, scalinguph2o.com. Nation, we here at Scaling Up H2O are always trying to keep you informed of what's going on in the industrial water treatment industry. So here are a few things you might want to mark on your calendar. The National Groundwater Association's Groundwater Conference is taking place in Las Vegas Who doesn't want to go to Las Vegas? That's going to be December 6th through 8th. So for more information about that, if you are in the type of industrial water treatment that deals with groundwater, check that out on our show notes page. And then we have the International Conference on Wastewater. That's taking place in New York December 9th through 10th. So, my staff has done a fantastic job of making all of these dates very easy for you to find. You can go to our events calendar, and it has everything we know about in the water treatment industry where you can find out more about it, what their website is, how to register. You can even click a link that will put all that information into your calendar. My staff did a great job. Make sure you're taking advantage of that. Speaking of World Kindness Day, how kind was that for the Scaling Up H2O staff to put all of that together for the Scaling Up Nation? We're all about kindness here. We're also all about learning. So here's a brand new Thinking on Water with James.
2: Welcome to Thinking on Water with James. The segment where we don't give you the answers, we give you the topics and questions for you to think about, drop by drop. Now let's get to it. In this week's episode, we're thinking about the boiler bottom blowdown procedure. What is the purpose of performing a bottom blowdown? What are the types of valves typically seen on a bottom blowdown for a boiler? Are they different types? And if so, why are they different types? What order should they be opened during a bottom blowdown? Why is the order important? How long should they be opened? What might happen if they are open too long? What order should they be closed? Why is this order important? Take this week to think about boiler bottom blowdown and the whys and how it is performed. Be sure to follow hashtag TOW22 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O share your thoughts on each week's thinking on water. I'm James McDonald, and I look forward to learning more from you.
0: Well, thank you, James. Nation, I hope you celebrate World Kindness Day. The first World Kindness Day was in 1998, and now countries all over the world celebrate it. And I'm sure Kathleen will join me in this thought. I hope soon every day will be World Kindness Day. And that starts with you. It starts with me. And all we have to do to make that happen is to be kind to somebody else. And Kathleen gave us some great tools so we can do that. Nation, I hope you use those tools as handles to take out of this podcast into the world and be kind to each other. I'll see you next Friday, folks. Why do we call our mastermind the Rising Tide Mastermind? Well, I know you've heard me say before, a rising tide raises all ships. That's one of my favorite quotes because it's so true. The better we do, the better somebody else can do and vice versa. That's exactly what the Rising Tide Mastermind is. It's our members helping other members to achieve success and to get there further and faster. To find out more about the Rising Tide Mastermind, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind.